um, you know, with, with two feet and, and try to enact change on right away? Of course. I'd first like to begin by saying that if I'm elected, I can't do anything on my own, which is why we need more good people not beholden to special interests and corporations running for office so we can actually change our discretionary budget and have it reflect the interests of the American people and not the special interests. I think an issue we all agree on is that our military budget is out of whack. And we gotta, we gotta change that. One specific example that really bothered me was in, tw in 2017, the National Defense Reauthorization Act. The Democratic leadership, Harris, Feinstein, Schumer, and Pelosi, all agreed that we need to raise Trump's military budget by $80 billion. Yet we can grant free two-year and four-year higher public education for every family in this country making less than $150,000. The federal government's share would be $47 billion. We could have people going to school, get educated because they're the future and help increase our GDP and, and really bolster our economy. But instead, we're funding the military industrial complex at the expense of the American people. I think at the end of the day, it's so important that we have campaign finance reform, that we gotta overturn Citizens United. I can't do that on my own. We need a lot of people to support that. But one thing that's really important that I'd like to really have a national dialogue on is by making incremental progress on campaign finance reform is banning candidate contributions to your own campaign. Why should you have people like Dianne Feinstein who can sit on $8 million of her own money, put it into a campaign? The money should come from the people. Another really important thing for me is universal healthcare, a single payer Medicare for all healthcare system. Why do I support it? I had my family lose their healthcare coverage in the recession. I know what it's like to not be able to go to the doctor. I don't want any of my neighbors or anybody in this country to ever lose a home or go bankrupt or become homeless because they can't afford to fight a disease they never wanted in the first place. We need to have- They say humans are social animals. They can't live alone. But you can live pretty well.
Buddha from the block, from around the block. Ta ta. Oh, uh, all right, you guys. Hi, Sergio. Uh, hey, how are you? Uh, it's my first time hosting, so if I mess this up, now you know. <laughs> yes, we'll see. I think I figured I need to learn how to host. <laughs> Um, so yes, I almost didn't make it here. Um, my hair was not cooperating with me, but you know, and quick crowd scan, um, no exits in the audience, which is the scariest part about doing stand-up, the risk of seeing one of your exits in the audience. Um, I'm actually okay running into my exes with my car, um, which is why I'm no longer an Uber driver. I told my insurance company it was an accident, and they believed me. Uh, what really pissed me off was the one-star rating I got from my passenger. Friendly, intense, with a firm grip. Can't please everyone. Now, as I look around, I can say I have not had sex with most of you. Well, now I have, darn it. I was doing really well before you walked in, Aaron. <laughs> the night is young, and I'm a lightweight. One cocktail, and I am willing to do anything. Yeah, anything I want to do. Now, do any of you guys know someone who's really hot and you would totally have sex with them, but you know you can't because they're a relative? No? Just, okay. How many of you guys have gone out, gotten shit drunk, taken someone home, only to wake up in the morning, turn around and realize, oh shit, it's a relative? No? Just me? I have a lot of male cousins. Um, now, I'll tell you guys a secret, but let's keep it in this room. Um, I've had sex with some, uh, <laughs> I just fucked that up. I've had sex with some audience members. Yeah, and some of them are here tonight. They show up late, but what can you do? They're back for an encore. It was that good. <laughs> now, I am flattered when anyone wants to have sex with me. Well, other than my priest. Been there, done that. Uh, I'm kidding you guys. My priest did not have sex with me. Um, I'm an adult and I'm not Catholic. So it wouldn't work out. Now that being said, I am not a fan of casual sex. I enjoy transactional sex. You pay me, you blow me. It's simple, yeah. Casual sex is a bit complicated for me. You have to be of a certain height if you wanna ride this ride. Now, it's not that I'm against casual sex, but I'm like a Rubik's Cube. You really have to know how to handle me. And much like Rubik's Cube, there are some criterias. Um, for starters, you cannot be colorblind. Uh, you must be a cubaholic. Born before the year 2000, have 43 quintillion different ways of getting me off in under six seconds. 25 seconds if you're only using one hand. Uh, 25.14 seconds if you're using your feet, uh, 28 seconds if you're blindfolded, and 10 minutes if you're only using one nipple. Yes, those are all records you can achieve. In other words, you need mad skills. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I just completely blanked on what was coming next. <laughs> you need mad skills. Uh, yeah. Um, in case you're wondering, the carpets do not match the drapes. I know everyone's removing their pubic hair right now. Um, I miss those days when 
you had to take a break from oral sex just to get pubic hair off your teeth, those days are gone. Now you just have to keep going, no break at all. Um, everything I know about sex, I learned from my uncle. Don't panic, Aaron. This, this comes with a happy ending. <laughs> and before you judge my uncle, he was really good looking. Yeah. Uh, we still stay in touch. He calls me collect once a month. Uh, and he still writes. Uh, and that is it for me. I think that's all I'm working on. <laughs> before I have more blanks. Oh, money. I forgot. Don't forget to donate so Pam can keep us here. Um, perfect. Our next person coming up is Capital P. <laughs> All right. Said the carpet doesn't match the drapes, but I feel like you've got enough hair that you might look like your dick. <laughs> so carpet matches the housing. I listen to a lot of rap, and I've noticed rappers love selling drugs love it they love it so they love their job so much they gotta sing about it which is an interesting thought because the only other people i can think of that like to sing at work are slaves and they're not singing because they're happy which makes me think maybe maybe rappers are what you get when a drug dealer hates their job like they're doing the same thing slaves are doing they're they're singing to try and get a new career or, or at least some nicer chains. Speaking of chains, I, was, uh, I went back home to Oakland the other day. I saw this dude, he was wearing a, he was wearing a DoorDash shirt. You know DoorDash? If you don't know DoorDash, it's, it's one of those jobs you can get on your phone if you can't get a real job, but you still gotta make rent. It's, like, it's a job for broke people, right? So he's wearing a broke people shirt, and to compliment that, he's wearing this, this real nice iced out gold chain. And the first thing I thought was, that doesn't match. You're wearing a DoorDash shirt. You make less than me, and I make minimum wage. You need motherfucking priorities. That shit don't make you look baller. That shit make you look stupid. If you gotta save up to buy your chain, it ain't gonna make you feel good. You gonna look at it and remember all the nights you didn't eat dinner so that you could buy some shiny shit. You ain't gonna feel smart doing that. Maybe I need a chain though. I've been I've been looking kind of bummy lately. I noticed I homeless people actually. I think I look bad enough. Homeless people have stopped asking me for money, and they've started asking me for heroin. <laughs> Which sucks, cause not only do I look like I don't even have any change to spare. But I don't have any dope to spare either, so I don't even get the satisfaction of not letting anybody down. Now we're both let down. Um, I, don't, I don't do heroin, though. I think I just look tired, which is accurate. I am. I was up pretty late last night. I was, uh, I was trying to go to bed. I was falling asleep, and I heard two people start fighting right outside my window. Real motherfucking loud, high pitch. Like, they sounded like cats. But I'm pretty sure they were people, because they were using words. I'm pretty sure. So I, I said, fuck it, you know, it's late. I got nothing better to do. Might as well join the conversation. So I'm walking up to my window, and then right as I get there, I hear one single loud-ass gunshot. And then another single loud-ass gunshot. So two single loud-ass gunshots. I thought that was funny. And then silence. 
so I went back to bed. That's all my motherfucking problems solved. What? What? What, am I supposed to help? Who am I supposed to help? Listen, I helped the criminal, and that's extra stress to worry about. I don't want to deal with that, honestly. I got, I got, I'm trying to live a straight life in the fucking comedy game. But if I help the victim, that means I'm a fucking snitch. And I don't play that shit, people. That just ain't me. Y'all know me. I wrote my set list on my hand and then I got nervous and I started sweating and now I can't read it anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> any y'all right, Bart? <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I didn't. I just forgot my jokes. Anybody here right, Bart? Bart, y'all broke like me. So, you know when you get on the train, right? If the train's full, but one side of the train is empty, don't sit in that motherfucking seat. You've been warned. That's society trying to tell you shit has gone down there and shit might go down again. So, that happened to me last week. But one thing I've learned, because I'm a local, don't sit there. But staying close, because, you know, if shit happens, you won't be able to see it. And that's exactly what happened, because right at the next stop, this Asian these this a tourist couple, they were tourists. I'm, I'm 100% sure they were tourists, because they were walking around looking and shit all happy. Nobody looks around fucking San Francisco happy. Everybody here is depressed, because they can't fucking make rent. Um, you know what? This joke is too good for you guys. This joke is nice and long and beautiful and y'all ain't giving me enough time to do it so i think i'm gonna just call it there give it up for your host best butt in the comedy game sergio navoa i gotta give i always struggle with taking the mic off the stand all right uh slaves have you heard of sex slaves? Right, you've heard of sex slaves. I did not know this. One of my, my best friend from high school, in high school, started putting ads at the back of the, I think the Guardian back in the day before internet. So I'm paying for a cleaning lady and this motherfucker has someone come home, clean his apartment, and the reward for doing the labor is to give him a blowjob. I'm like, you're getting your, you're getting your apartment cleaned and you get your dick sucked at the same time? Why am I paying a cleaning lady? You should see my apartment now, it's spotless. Let's see our next person coming up. It's Richard Barney. All right. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not ready. Guys, 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 I'm really sorry about this. I'm not at all ready. Fuck, 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 fuck. <sighs> no, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. I should have known. I should have done the math on that. I, did, I knew that he was ahead of me and he was not here. Smart person would have figured it out. But got me. Guys, uh, I'm pretty new to San Francisco. I moved uh, here about like less than two years ago now. Uh, moved here to the mission. And you know, one of the things I just love about the mission is the, the culture. It's amazing being immersed here in the culture. Like I was walking here and on my way and I stopped. We were, I was waiting next to a, a Mexican gentleman and uh, I farted like a little bit. Uh, so he could hear and then he it was funny. Uh, he made like a little joke like a like a fart noise uh, He was like puta 
Uh, it's great. I fucking love it here. Um, also, I've become an expert on other things in Mexican culture, um, like a lot of the food. Like, for instance, I know for a fact that a burrito should be larger than two tacos, uh, but smaller than three. Um, if if you have a situation where that's not the case, either the, the burrito's too big or your tacos are too small. Just so you know. Um, you know, one of the other things about the, the mission here is, uh, it's laid out on a grid, which is good for like navigation, but, uh, it's kind of inconvenient. So, you know, I am a white guy and I was walking along and I was like, they should just, you know, I had to go diagonally and I was like, they should just knock down these houses that these people live in and the businesses there. And like, I could go right, I could get here a lot faster and I was late. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (sighs) When I was a kid growing up, I thought... Mary Kate and Ashley uh, were triplets. Yeah, yeah. Pretty disappointing. Pretty disappointing. <laughs> All right. I know you're back there. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, so, um, remember when I said that I walked here earlier? I lied. I lied. Yeah, sorry. I feel like I should tell you guys that. Sorry. Hey, I'm sorry. I took an Uber, and um, the the Uber driver pulled up. I got in the car, and then he was kind of like off to the side. And so he asked me, he's like, hey, I can't see. Do you mind checking for me? Can I get out? Um, and then I, I was like, yeah, it's fine. Go. And then I looked over, and I realized he had a fucking eye patch. I had an Uber driver with an eye patch. Uh, not great. I, is, that, is that ableist of me? Is that, am I being ableist right now? Yeah? I mean, it's depth perception. Like, okay, I'm not sure if it was, like, what his specific problem was, whether he had an infection, or maybe it's allergies, or if he was fucking blind in an eye. Yeah, I think, okay. I'm, I'm wrong here. I'm wrong. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm fairly new here. I don't know what the rules are. Yikes. That is one of them. Uh... I was I was in the car uh, with, with with my girlfriend and um, there was an old guy kind of pulled out into the um, into the intersection and it wasn't enough for her to go around uh, and she freaked out. She was like, "What the fuck is wrong with this person? Why would they do this to me?" I'm like, "Whoa, anger, okay." This is a new thing. Also, that guy's just trying not to die. Like everyone on earth at all moments, everyone is just trying not to die every morning. And old people especially, like they could kill a bunch of other people easy and they know that. They're being careful. It's fine. They suck at driving. They're just trying not to die. Um, Old people are fun. Uh, My grandpa told me this hilarious story uh, about this time that he committed arson. It was the 30s, so that's fine. He was like, yeah, we didn't have anything to do, so we were setting fires all over town, and then a man came through, and he was like, I'll give you 300 U- silverbacks, greenbacks, <laughs> silverback gorillas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. The rest of the joke isn't that good. Let's just keep moving. Uh, guys, I, it, cartoons are fucked up. What, what kids are learning on cartoons is fucked up. It fucked me up. 
for instance, I was watching uh, the Nickelodeon show Doug, and uh, and for like a good portion of my life, I thought it was cool to wear sweater vests. That's really fucked up. Fuck you, Nickelodeon. Stop brainwashing our children. I was bullied and I didn't like it. Thanks. Right, Richard. Speaking of sweater vests, you need to pick that up from my apartment. I don't want any evidence that you and I are having sex. I don't want your girlfriend to know. <laughs> and by the way, puta is a term of endearment. Um, yes, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Our next person coming up is much taller than I am. Paul Conroy? Yep. All right. <laughs> There's an author with a bad now all my mutiny radio fans aren't going to tune in they're like oh it's just conroy well call us call us when conyers is up yeah there it is yeah uh i'm uh i'm parked really illegally on florida street and uh so i'm, I'm gonna go move that like the moment i'm i'm done here don't think i'm not being supportive uh it's one of those where it's like it's not like posted regularly it's just like they're working on a house or something and it's like you can't park here we'll tell you but if I, if I get there, I'm going to have to like, and they're towing it off to like, oh, I didn't know because it's not regularly posted. But saying it into a radio station seems like the worst thing I could be doing. <laughs> like this is, it's not exactly exculpatory. It's good to be here. I love you fuckers. Um, I did a show in Ukiah last night which is like way, way up there. And uh, this guy, after the show, super drunk, he stumbled up and he was like, hey man, that was, that was super funny. Do you drink whiskey? I was like, yeah, I, I, I do, but uh, you know, I got to drive. And he's like, oh, come on, man. You, you can take a little whiskey, right? And I was like, nah, I mean, it's a long drive. And uh, then he talks to me for a couple more minutes. And then he was like, you sure? Come on, man. It's just one shot of whiskey. You want one shot of whiskey? I was like, fine, I'll take one shot of whiskey. And he's like, all right, cool. Come on, it's in my car, Across the street, and I was like, <laughs> like no, that's not that's not where I thought the whiskey was coming from. Um, but it was funny because like he was clearly like trying to glom on to the me and the other comics that had drove up for the show. He was like super into it, and he kept like, hey, I wanna I wanna be a comic. Like I could I could do this. How 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 do I become a part of your group? And one of the comics, one of the other comics was like, oh, you just got to go to a bunch of open mics and work really hard. And he was like, well, I'm never going to make it then. <laughs> I was like, you get it. You get it. Like, holy shit, that was fast. It was incredible. 100%, 100% true story happened last night. Yeah. I loved that guy. He was, he was great. Uh <laughs> He was one of those guys that like made it, made sure to let me know that I wasn't as funny as the headliner. <laughs> like he told me and Vince, I well whatever, but Vince and Schwang he was with it. He was like, hey, "You guys are not even close to as funny as she is." I was like, "Yeah, all right, cool, man." <laughs> Feminism all the way. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm at I'm at the point in my life where like all my friends are getting married. Are you any of you guys at that point? Yeah, it's crazy. Like who would have thought that we all meet our soulmates between 22 and 29 years old? Isn't that like crazy? Like the the exact same time frame that a woman looks best in a wedding dress. That's when it happens. Like who who would have thought? 
Um, I got to be a, I, I got to be a best man at a wedding in Ireland last year. Got to go to Ireland. So the my buddy, he uh, his wife was born and raised in Ireland, and so they decided to make that everyone's problem. They were like. <laughs> You guys are just young, starting out in the world. Go ahead and drain those savings accounts to come watch us get married. And I was like, "Yeah, all right. Like, I'm making dozens of com- dollars doing comedy. How we, how we doing this? You want cash, charge, or a hefty bag full of aluminum cans? How 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 we, how we doing this? How long were you in the bathroom? I didn't see you like for the whole time I was here. Oh well, where were you? Oh man, sorry. I'm just like so in my zone when I'm on stage. I was, man. I was, fu- I was fucking slaying. Like I was, it's not OMG, but I was doing pretty good. Uh, oh yeah. So anyway, but I, I guess I get like destination weddings. It's fine. It's your day. What I don't really understand though is like destination bachelor parties. I don't know if you guys have ever had to go like across the country for a bachelor party, but I've done it like a dozen times. It, I just want to say, if there are any prospective bachelors in here and you're thinking about throwing your, your shindig, no matter where you are in the country, Coors Light tastes the same. So it's like, why did we have to involve Airbnb in this? feel like we could have just gotten shit-faced in your garage. It seems like it's been part of the course for 10 years. Like, why why change it up now, I feel like. Uh, yeah, I... um. I got to go to another bachelor party in like two months. We're going to Vegas, you know, super creative. And we, I'm on this email thread with all the guys that are in the bachelor party. And today the guy wrote, oh man, Las Vegas is never going to be the same after we get done with it. <laughs> I was like, really, man? You don't think Las Vegas can see us coming a mile away? <laughs> like, like the city council's just up there shaking like, oh my God, eight guys in button downs are coming to drink alcohol. What are we going to do? Like... How are we going to survive this? Cool. All right. Uh, that is my time. Thank you guys so much. I got your name confused with the author of Pat Conroy. And that's what happened. Yeah. I just forgot what I was going to say. Shit. Our next comic is Xavier Camp- Campos. <laughs> All right. Who would have thought that the Latin host was going to fuck up my name, right? <laughs> Nobody. No, I would have bet money on that one. That was pretty cool. Oh, guys, I'm in a weird mood. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Woo! Yeah, you guys are doing... I'm glad... You know what I'm glad you guys didn't say? Uh, I'm doing well. I hate all of those people. I'm finding out. Like It's like way to take this like olive branch of a friendship and like just turn it down immediately and turn it into this weird game of one-upsmanship, you fucking psycho. I don't know what, I don't know what that's about. I'm doing well. It's like, well, I guess this conversation is over. I have, no, I have nothing else to give to you, my friend. This, it's done. Um, oh, man, it's, uh, it's good to be here. Um, thanks for stopping by, guys. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> Um, all right, I, I'm too into that. I'm just like, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, it's uh, whatever. It's good to be in San Francisco. It's good to be in the mission. Uh, I feel like the mission is the home base of like gentrification and people being triggered, right? Like uh, this is where it started. We're in the heartland, baby. Yeah. Um, I feel like uh, gentrification was just made to keep white people at ease, right? Like that's, that's not a project building susan that's a arts and crafts project building it's pretty fun 
<laughs> no, anytime I'm in the mission, though, uh, all the white people are in shock. They haven't seen a little Latin boy that wasn't inside of a mural in quite some time. <laughs> it's been a while for him. Just like running around Dolores Park like, I'm a real boy, I'm a real boy, freaking everybody out. That's my new favorite thing to do in the city. It's pretty fun. Yeah, uh, man, uh, I'm moving up in the world though. Like, uh, like I like when I first like like moving to San Francisco was like such a culture shock to me. Cause like at first I like I moved uh, like in a like a college campus, right? And then I got like fake deep, right? Cause I was like, oh, you know, this dorm room's like a prison cell, but I got a mini fridge and I can leave anytime I want. It's makes you think makes you think and then and then I got like the next semester I decided to move out into the real city there's a lot of slashes when you're looking for a place in San Francisco I'm finding out right like a lot of a lot of kitchen slash bathroom slash living room slash closet slash I think that's just one box it's just one box that they want 1500 a month for and I'm like why there's not even a bathroom here so like there's, that's just a drain. They're like, yeah, you gotta do whatever you want with that drain. <laughs> that's that's your drain to do with what you please for fifteen hundred a month. No, like, but the first place I had, right? There was like a giant hole in the wall, and the landlord thought they were being sneaky. They stuffed like a bunch of tissue paper in there, and then anytime it got windy, which is all the time in San Francisco, it would just blow like that, and that acted as my AC slash proof I was living a sad, sad life. You guys. <laughs> It was very, very rough. But uh, moving up, I got into a new place, and like, I'm totally unprepared for it. Like, I have a queen-size bed, not to brag, not to brag. <laughs> but on that queen-size bed, I still have a twin comforter. Not prepared, right? Not prepared for this, this new endeavor that I'm going on in San Francisco. But now, now, I got a twin comforter on a queen-size bed, but now everything looks bigger when I'm laying down on it. <laughs> lady? Lady? I can't say ladies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fellas, it's like a life hack. <laughs> this is a TED talk now. I hate that joke at open mic. Anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, uh, do you ever wake up with like a tent, sir, in the morning? You know what I'm talking about? Um, wow. I mean, I feel like you've been looking at me this whole time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, I apologize. I, 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 I meant for this to be good. Like, I didn't know a tent was so sad. Like, I, I hope your, your penis never ever gets hard. I'm sorry about that. I'll leave you alone. Uh, I don't know why I'm talking about this. Anyway, we'll move on. Um, so I'm from Southern California. That's kind of weird, right? Um, that's why like, I'm so lively and Latino. Um, I, I keep looking at you. He gave me the light, buddy. I dig it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Um, so I think, uh, everybody, like I was living in Huntington beach before I got here. I feel like everybody in Huntington beach, like there's an accent when you go to Huntington beach, right? Everybody in Huntington beach sounds like they have a mouth full of ice, right? Like that's the Huntington beach accent. It's like, ha 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 ha. Fuck yeah, buddy. Fuck yeah. Came here to do some open mic comedy. Came here to crush it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> They're always shortening words that like don't belong. Like to be shortened, like, yeah, we're gonna crush it, gonna go get some apps, and gonna go kill it on the night, gonna go crush it on the night, on the TZ. I don't know why TZ is ever part of town. <laughs> All right, my name's Xavier Campos, thank you. So we're gonna get technical with your name is Javier Campos. 
<laughs> I do speak Spanish. Um, I was surprised you talked about your new place that you moved into. I didn't think you want them to know we were living together. What's up? Yeah. And for the record, I always wake up with a tent. Yeah. Our next comic is Rachel D. Yay. <laughs> I did not dress up for you guys. <laughs> I have a date. I'm excited about the food. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, what? Oh, so I live in the Tenderloin. And I just heard recently that at, during Fleet Week, I think it was James that was talking about, the, the, the sailors were told not to go to the Tenderloin because uh, it was too dangerous for them. And so I kind of feel like a badass. Because that's, that's where I hang out all the time, right? Or that's terrifying because um, I'm a, more of a badass <laughs> than the sailors, right? <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, but I, I like it. I, I, I get to witness a lot of different weird shit that happens in the Tenderloin. Like I was walking home uh, the other day with my laundry and I overheard a pimp and a hoe having a conversation. Uh, and I know they're a pimp and a hoe because I know them, okay? Uh, but the pimp was telling the hoe, look, I'm just trying to give you some constructive criticism, bitch. <laughs> and I, I, li I had like a really big bag of laundry, but I slowed down, you know, <laughs> it was like, did I just walk into her professional performance review? <laughs> like, just like, I really wanted to know what the rest of that conversation went like, you know, oh, we got to cut overhead. No more condoms. Uh, <laughs> upsell the hand job. I <laughs> just... Maybe, what do those team building exercises look like, right? I don't know. And then I was thinking, you know what? I was on the hoe side there a little bit. Like, wait a minute, is this pimp trying to tell this hoe how to hoe? Is he pimp-splaining? You know? And I was just like, yeah, that's where we are, Devorah. Dudes are trying to tell us how to hoe. <laughs> I don't know, speaking of hand jobs, though, um, <laughs> You guys remember middle school? <laughs> yeah? Middle school. I don't know, if you remember middle school fondly, you may have peaked too soon. Just, you know. <laughs> I used to teach middle school. Um, and there was a lot of like really crazy projects that our science teacher used to do. And I never really understood what they had to do with your real life. You, actually, one in particular, I think almost all of us have done, uh, where you were forced to walk around for a week with an egg. Do you remember this? Right, where apparently like that was equivalent to taking care of a child, right? Uh, which made no sense to me, but it's a, it's a generation upon generation project. Like your parents may have also done this, which explains to me, I think, why we have so many overprotective parents these days, you know? Because they're like, no, don't touch my child. It might crack, you know? And then I was thinking like, what are we teaching then if this is the project, right? Like if you, uh, if you drop your kid, well, there's 11 more. <laughs> if you're a klutzy parent, you're worried you're gonna drop your kid, just boil it. You know, like, I'm not a fan of the gender of your child, diet. And if you really fuck up your kid, you can just always make salad. I don't know. <laughs> and then I was like, well, you know what? There are a lot of crazy names out there right now, like Apple. I'm surprised there isn't a scramble. You know, but there is a Benedict, right? There's Benedicts out there. 
But here's the deal. They, um, they did this project when I was there, and um, the the science teacher was actually not a fan of the eggs idea because she was worried she'd be pelted with them, <laughs> which is, you know, probably a legit concern. I wanted to pelt her with eggs. Uh, but so they, she gave the kids a bag of rice. Like, they walked around with a bag of rice, right? And one of, one of our kids, Jorge, loved his rice baby. Loved it so much so that he didn't let his partner uh, care for it. I think she divorced him. Uh, but the day the project was supposed to end, he was supposed to, like, present, um, I found him in the hallway crying. Yeah, I know. And I went out, and I was like, Jorge, um, what happened? And he's like, I didn't bring George. I was like, George? He's like, it was a bag of white rice. But <laughs> he's a sweet kid, yeah. Uh, so so uh, he got kicked out because he didn't bring his homework, right? He didn't bring George, right? And I was like, well, what happened to George? And uh, his mom made it and ate it. I know, can you imagine having to tell your teacher that your mom ate your homework? <laughs> I know, poor kid. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Rachel D. What time is your date, Rachel? Uh, and this has nothing to do with a review, right? The re what? Any reviews? No reviews? <laughs> I thought maybe you were getting reviewed. <laughs> All right, good for you. See, works pays off to work the streets. Um, next comic coming up is James. I would destroy your last name, so I'm not going to try it. So, James. <laughs> Hello, friends. Um, how are we? We're doing good? So, you, you, Rachel, you talked about peaking in middle school. What does it mean if my eighth grade superlative was funniest? What does that mean as far as my career goes? Does that mean I should quit? Okay. Um, cool. Uh, guys, I, uh, I went on a date recently, uh, like Rachel, with a, but it was with a girl that was taller than me. Um, and I don't really like dating girls uh, that are taller than me. Um, it just makes me feel like a bitch and um, and she could tell something was wrong and she was like what's wrong I was like I don't know just being with you just makes me feel small and she's like oh you're not small and I go you saying like that is not helping at all <laughs> like pretty sure Paul Conyers has never heard the word aww to like <laughs> you know what I mean anyway um, you mentioned Fleet Week uh, the sailors. I feel like you did kind of like half my joke, but I'm gonna. I like. I like. I guess I could still do it. Um, anyway, so the sailors. So are you guys familiar with Fleet Week, the planes, etc.? Um, so the sailors were out. Like one of my friends ran into them at a bar uh, in the marina, and the U.S. government had specifically told them not to go out in the tenderloin, which I thought was insane. Like I've. First of all, I've never felt more unsafe in my life. Right, because I was like, these are the people defending our free. This joke is just not worth it. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you owe me like five dollars or something, Rachel. Okay, that's cool. I'm down. W where is it? <laughs> I'm actually down. Where is that? Where'd you meet him? Or her? Where did I meet him? In the tenderloin. Oh, nice. Uh, like in real life. Ooh, wow. all right, well, that, that's exciting, yeah. <laughs> Are you on the apps? No. 
So it's a good move. Um, cool. Well, more jokes, huh? Uh, I uh, so I grew up in the I I grew up in the South. Um, I I graduated high school in South Carolina. Um, I'll never forget the last thing my sent my friend said to me when they heard I was moving to the Bay Area. They were like, "You're gonna see some gay shit, bro." Like you're gonna see some gay ass shit, and I was like, "How gay can it, how gay can it get?" Right? Anyway, 17 years old, I pull up on Caltrain, I walk two blocks north, and I walk directly into the Folsom Street Fair. <laughs> I was like, "This is pretty gay." Like you guys actually, you guys might have a point here. I I swear that was the first like 10 minutes into San Francisco. Um, I saw 10 minutes into San Francisco, I saw a bald white dude hanging upside down from his ankles, sucking a black dude's dick. I was like, I didn't even know it gets this gay. You know what I mean? Like this is, before I ever saw the Golden Gate Bridge, I saw two golden showers. Like, do you guys understand? Like that's, shout out to Michael Alvarenko for giving me that tag two nights ago. Uh, but, um, but yeah, and then another thing about me is I can't admit to being wrong at all. So when I got home, they were like, how was it? And I was like, ah, it was normal. And then one tear just went down. <laughs> um, so yeah, Fleet Week. So the sailors were in the tender. <laughs> I was actually going to work on that one, Rachel. Anyway. Hey, I hope you get late tonight, Rachel. You, ha you have to just promise us that you're going to get late tonight. For if you have to promise me, at least. You can't make that promise? Okay. Uh, I have trouble talking about my feelings. Is anyone else here black? Anyone? A couple? No. Actually, zero people. Um, I've been getting better, though. Um, but now it's either my walls are all the way up or they're all the way down. It's either you get nothing or everything. Okay? And when I'm giving you everything, your boy is really bad at small talk. Okay? I'm giving people way more than they bargained for. The other day, I was in the elevator at 8.30 in the morning with a coworker. And he goes, how's your morning going, bro? And I go, well, my parents are getting divorced and my girlfriend dumped me, so not great. And he goes, huh, and just gets off at his floor. <laughs> and that actually cheered me up because I thought to myself, I just fucked that dude's day up. And that kind of brought a little brought a little smile to my face. Uh, you know who's really good at small talk, though? White dudes, all right? Cole, Paul, looking at you guys, all right? White dudes are incredible at small talk because they only say three things when you ask them how they're doing, and all three are perfectly acceptable. All three have a little hidden message inside of them, okay? You're doing good, you say good, easy enough. Uh, you're doing bad, you just say what day of the week it is, all right? Think about it. Like, ask me how I'm doing. It's Friday. <laughs> and in one word, I just told you I'm depressed. Do you see how it works? Like, this is making sense? And if a white dude's doing terrible, he'll say three magic words, living the dream. Okay, so next time you're the white guy and he says those three words, give him a big hug, you're probably not going to see that white guy again. Okay, he's going through some... Anyway, so the sailors, like, they don't go out in the tent... <laughs> I saw the sailors. They, yeah, they look like little kids wearing uniform. Um, I learned a lot today. You're black. I didn't know you were black. Um, you're straight. Didn't know you were straight. Um, and you're, well, you're, you're about this, as tall as I am. I'm like, okay. Everyone's taller than us. Are you kidding? Oh, oh it's just a joke. Don't, don't read into it. Um, but if you decide to try it, I heard it only hurts the first time. Um, next person up, Peter Balmer. All right. Oh, hell yeah, sweet. Sergio, can you tell if I am black or gay and shorter than you? Uh, well, you left your 
Ah, there we go. Okay, that's another joke, guys. Okay, sweet. All right, so the sailors in the tenderloin. All right, okay, that's tapped out. I'm not gonna do that. Okay, sweet. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I had an important change in my life recently. I kind of switched over from Peter to Pete, and that's a big change in a young Peter's life. And I don't think I'm up to the task, cause you know, you got to be a certain level to be a Pete. You know, I have this theory where. You can be a Peter, and then if you hit a certain point in your life, only then can you hit a Pete. And that makes sense, because, you know, everywhere looks cooler when you drop the hard R. All right, not going to do that again. Sweet. Thanks, Meet Your Radio. Joke Workshop. Fuck yeah. That's Monday, I guess. But yeah, think about it. How many, think about how many, how many famous Pete's there are. You got Pete Carroll, head football coach. You got Pete Wentz, guitar player for Fall Out Boy. You got Pizza, delicious food. All kind of great Pete's. Um, do you guys name? Do you guys know who the most famous Peter is? Dinklage? No. Who else? Peters? Any famous Peters? Pan? That's a silly cartoon boy. That's not a real thing. Okay. Is your name Peter? Okay. Oh, you believe in Peter Pan still? All right, sir. Yeah. I don't think I'm there yet. I don't think I'm cool enough because, like, I try to be a cool guy, but my desire to be a cool guy is in a constant battle of my love of getting places early and with a backpack on. Got here at 3 p.m. feeling hot. All right. Most famous Peter, Peter Jackson. So even if I hit the top level, I'm still just king of the nerds. So, okay. Cool. That was a good joke. That was really good. Awesome. Thanks. Um, you guys know teeth? Teeth? Like, ah, teeth. Okay, sweet. We're all on the same page now. So these are not always your teeth. You guys may have forgotten about this. When you were a kid, you had different teeth. And then you had these teeth that came in, poked out the other teeth. They fell out. And now you have these teeth. All right. Sweet. Uh... I think it's really great that that's only a teeth thing, because uh, imagine how much of a nightmare situation it would be if, like, when you were a little kid, one day you're eating dinner, and you're just eating your food, and one of your fingers kind of dislodges a little bit and starts dangling, and you're freaked the fuck out, because this has never happened before, but your mom just looks at you and goes, looks like someone's a growing boy. And then you're like, oh, shit, what happens? And then she ties a string around your finger, and then she ties the under end around the door and then fucking jams your finger off. And then she's like, done. And it really hurts a lot. But you're, she's like, don't worry about it. Because tonight you can take that finger and you can put it under your pillow. And then in the morning, you'll have money from the finger fairy, who doesn't sound like a person who should be allowed to be around kids. And then this will happen to all your fingers over time, and they'll all pop out, and then you're going to grow in new fingers, right? But they're going to grow in kind of weird, like they'll be like fucked up like this. So you got to get finger braces. And then that makes middle school weird for everybody, because everyone's just walking around looking like a shitty Wolverine. And then you'll get those off eventually, and then you'll grow up, and you'll forget about the whole finger thing. Uh, and you'll just have normal hands. And then one day you'll go back to your parents' house, and you're like 30 or something, and your mom will be like... I have something to show you from when you were a little boy. And you're like, what is it, mom? Money? And she was like, no, that's not it. And then she pulls out a jar from her dresser of just your old baby fingers. But they didn't keep as well as teeth would. Okay, sweet. Everyone's way too grossed out for this. Thanks for doing that. Uh, you guys like going to breweries? Sure. Okay. Why not? James is going to a brewery tomorrow. Um, and I have a I have a friend who's big into breweries. Uh, I have a friend who's big into breweries. Uh, he hit me up recently. He's like, "Yo, bro, found a sick new place. 
Uh, it's this dope brewery around near my spot. It's like this big warehouse building. Got tons of different types of beer everywhere. You can go around, buy whatever you want. And I was like, that sounds cool. If you think that's sick, I got a sweet new place for you to check out also. It's called Safeway. It's like the same thing. It's weird though. I don't know why people like drinking alcohol at the place that they make the alcohol. Like, you know, it's true for you know breweries, wineries, whatever. That's not true for any other stuff. Like, if I went up to you and we were like, hey, dude, you looking to have a burger? Because this sweet new slaughterhouse just opened up near my place. We can go check it out. There we go. My man. Hell yeah. Garbage man? Sweet. What is that? Is that a band? I don't know what that is. All right. Sweet. At least I wasn't looking at you the whole time, right? That would have been weird. Okay, well, you must feel not flattered that I didn't look at you. You're still cute, though. Don't worry. Sergio, Sergio would fuck you and then lie about it. Hell yeah. Okay, that's all I wanted to do. Thanks, guys. Don't take this the wrong way. I would not fuck you. I don't like men with long hair. For that, I'll just date a woman. So, yes. Um, who? No offense. I'm leaving. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> our next comic co <laughs> everyone's gonna abuse you uh, our next person coming up is Cole Chapman <laughs> hooray uh, give it up for Sergio everybody holding it down or as Peter calls him the finger fairy uh, let's keep moving you kind of look like one man I don't know <laughs> just putting putting fingers in people sleeping. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> I don't think I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm tired. I'm, I had coffee too late, so I'm in that, like, I'm having a heart attack and I might poop instead of fart, uh, but I'm tired. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know where I'm at right now, so bear with me. Uh, I don't know. I work at a tiring uh, job. I work at a newspaper, uh, so I'm reading news all the time. Are you guys familiar with... Uh, News, you seen this? Seen that? You heard about this? Seen this? Uh, yeah, and it's crazy now. It's crazy, man. It's been it's been real weird ever since uh, that thing happened a couple of years ago with this uh, Trump fella. You hear about this guy? You seen this guy? It's crazy guy, crazy. So so wild. Uh, it's really weird because the old uh, like journalism saying used to be like give them enough rope, and then they'll hang themselves. You know what I mean? Uh, but right now we're dealing with like a rope factory. You know. <laughs> And it's just like spitting out all the time. And the dude, like you can't hang anybody with like eight million yards of rope. You know what I mean? They're just running around, just like, get back here. There's too much rope, dude. We're like, fuck it, he's gone. He's running, dude. We can't, we can't stop him. <laughs> Do you see how much rope? It's still coming, dude. It's still every day. There's like a hundred more yards of rope. What are we fucking doing? This is wild. This is crazy. It sucks. <laughs> it is very exhausting, but it is what it is. Uh, Let's change subjects. Um, I tried to be in sober for like three days for Sober October. Didn't work. Uh, yeah, surprise. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I found out real quick that when you try to be sober and you tell people you're doing that, you get a lot of peer pressure from very unexpected places. Uh, like my mom, for instance, uh, was like the most <laughs> stringent, like, what? You're so, what? Like, uh, I was at dinner and uh, I told her I wasn't having any wine tonight. So uh, what she did is she, uh, her eyes got real wide uh, and she uh, poured a glass of wine real slow, didn't say a word, slid it across the table. And when it got in front of me, she was like, I ain't raised no bitch. And I was like, whoa, okay, all right, shit. <laughs> that, she also, uh, 
That's what I said back to her. <laughs> my man. Uh, it was wild. I didn't expect to get like training dayed by my mom. You know what I mean? Like that was very intense. She was like, man up, drink this rosé, motherfucker, you little bitch. I was like, okay. <laughs> Say your mama's boy. I was like, my mama's boy. It was very intense. Very scary. Uh, um, I don't know. Uh, someone was talking about Uber earlier. Uber's fun. Uh, mostly because you remember those Wonder Balls uh, like a couple years ago? It was this candy. It was like a little ball and you crack it up. It might be like a fun little prize inside. I feel like that's like Uber, except the prize is always like a sad dude trying to feed his kids. You know what I mean? There's <laughs> like, what's your story? You know? Oh, I don't want to hear it anymore. Uh, like, I got into an Uber the other day, and uh, this guy was like, "Hey, hey, man, how's your day going?" I was like, "It's fine, you know. You know, how, how's your day?" And he goes, oh, "Weird. It was a weird day." And immediately when somebody tells you it's a weird day, you're in for like a story. You know what I mean? So it's just like, "All right, man. Like, what do you got? Lay it on me." Uh, and he goes, well, I work at an auto repair shop. The other day, a woman came in. She tried to get a transmission fixed. She got out of the car to try and, you know, do something. Turns out she left the car on and parking brake off. So the car starts going in reverse and turns. She tries to stop the car, ends up getting run over about three or four times. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> that is very weird, sir. Uh, I thought weird was like you saw... Corey Feldman at Starbucks or something. And you're like, no way. I was just thinking of Corey Feldman. But like, no, you just, you just saw... Someone get run over three times. I was like, well, did she live? He's like, no, she died pretty much immediately. But <laughs> I was like, and you're just out here just driving Uber. Uh, and he was like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, all right, four stars, too chatty, man. <laughs> Weird story. Uh, <laughs> that's an old, that's a real old one. Tried to bring it out. You guys were like, keep it, keep it away. <laughs> we don't, we don't want that. Uh... I don't know. Um, let's see. I'm thinking about like millennials and stuff. People give millennials a lot of shit, uh, you know, for like eating soap or whatever, uh, doing weird stuff. I don't know what we're doing. Um, one thing I do, like say what you will about millennials. One thing I very much appreciate about them is their uh, interesting and fun, creative ways to say that they're unemployed. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I saw someone the other day who put their occupation as grad student at life. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> like you are just homeless. That's what that is. Like, I'm just learning on the streets. It's like, no, you're living on the streets. Uh, that's not, that is not a job. Uh, is there something I want to say about Bart? Probably. I think there is, but I don't think I have the time for it. Everybody give it up for Sergio. All right. Ta-da. I told you, you can only call me Finger Fairy at home. But we're past fingers now, and now I can use my whole fist. He's graduated. Millennials are willing to try anything. Uh, don't forget, you guys, to donate money. I don't want Pam to think I took it home. Um, our next person coming up uh, on deck is Hunter, just so you know. And our next person coming up is Hank Romero. Keep it going for Sergio. You know, fine job here hosting this event. Put that in there, the swear jar, and put some more money in there a little bit later. You guys familiar with the concept of one-upsmanship, the game of one-upsmanship? You know, one person brings up one thing, the other person tries to top them. Like, there are things socially acceptable, I think, to engage in a game of one-upsmanship. Like, for instance, maybe how much money you've made or how much sex you've had. But you probably shouldn't have bra bragged about how much money you've spent on the sex you've had. Whoever that is, I love you. You're my favorite person in the world. I actually uh, engaged in the weirdest game of one-upsmanship. I ran into an old classmate of mine on BART, 
and I barely recognized him or remembered him, but I remembered him specifically because his mom was super hot. And like, even back when I was in high school, I was super progressive. I was always a firm supporter of the MILF community. Just really big supporter of that community. And uh, we started talking and all of a sudden, just in passing, I mentioned, oh, five days ago, I lost my phone. That sucked. And he got really offended. And he's like, oh, really? Five years ago, I lost all my hair. And I'm like, confused. I'm like, did I just get involved in a dick measuring contest about loss? Because if so, I'm, I'm totally whipping it out. And I said, that's super weird. Because 25 years ago, I lost my virginity and a condom in your mom. So you might have a long lost brother. Now, this guy was way bigger than me and I don't want to lose my life. And I could tell he was about to lose it because he literally said, I'm about to lose my mind. And I said, up in here? He didn't get the reference, so I, I clearly lost him. But I did not want to lose this contest, so I said, well, five years ago, I lost my marriage, which is actually a lie. So I lost just a little bit of self-respect. But then he started to quiver his lips and his eyes started to get a little teary-eyed, and he said, 10 years ago, I lost my dog. Her name was Cookie, and she was my best friend. And I thought, damn, am I going to lose this all because of a dead bitch? But I didn't want <laughs> You say that to everybody. I love you. Uh, but I did not want to lose this contest, so I pulled something I had in my back pocket out that's absolutely true, and I said, well, 15 years ago, I lost both my parents. You know what that means? I fucking won that contest. <laughs> that's right. But I feel like I've lost some of you here in the process. I don't know. That's a weird thing is whenever... Uh, Whenever you bring a topic like that up, certain people, like the vast majority of this room, will get very quiet. And you think, and, you th and I understand it, because you think you're being very respectful, which is where I think you're doing a very insensitive impression of my parents. <laughs> because here's the thing, spoiler alert, everyone's parents will die, which is why I'm not fucking having kids. I'm just gonna ride this light thing out as far as I can. And the weirdest thing is when, uh, is actually my mom passed away from cancer, which didn't make any sense because she was a Leo. You know, like if a lion had mauled her to death, it would have been like, that makes sense. <laughs> and then people also ask me, what would you do if you ever saw your parents again? Considering the amount of horror films I saw as a kid, I'm pretty sure the only appropriate answer is aim for the head. Um, <laughs> I love you too, man. I love you too. Um, but here's the weirdest thing. The weirdest thing is when you're dating somebody for the first time, because the topic of parents absolutely comes up on every first date. And I have three options. Number one, I can tell the truth, but then me, little orphan Hanky, has to spend the next 45 minutes of my life consoling somebody who still has their fucking parents. Or B... I can do a white lie and tell them, well, my parents are out to sea, which is technically true because I spread their ashes in the ocean, not because they wanted me to, but because I hate the environment. <laughs> Lastly, I can just flat out lie and say they're alive and doing well, but what happens if me and this girl get serious and then she wants to meet my family? I'm left with no alternative but to hire actors to play my parents. What happens if the dad wants more money like they do on TV? Do I kill him off? I'm not sure if I can deal with that loss again. 
Or do I hire a new actor to play my dad and hope she doesn't notice? What happens if we get so serious we're about to get married? I'm pretty sure the rest of my family knows about the mortality level of my parents. So I either have to spend all of my savings on hiring an entire new acting ca uh, cast of family members, or I break up with this girl, which I did. Now I'm dating the actress who played my mom, which is pretty awesome. People ask us how the sex is, and I gotta say it's very, very incesting. It is. You guys have been awesome. Let's give it up here for Sergio. All right. Little orphan hanky. You should put that on a t-shirt. Little orphan hanky. Yeah, so whenever you date this, these women, you have to come up with these stories. This is why I don't date women. Too many stories. Our next comic up is Hunter Sto there, there you go. I'm doing, I'm nailing the names. I am nailing them. Excellent. How y'all doing tonight? Yeah, it's Friday. I, I, I really liked, um, spoiler alert, everybody's parents will die. Dude, I was watching that. Now I'm not going to be surprised. So fuck you, I guess. Um, my name is Hunter. Uh, for those of y'all who don't know me, uh, I had a nickname when I was a little baby, though. Anybody have a little nickname when they were a little baby that their parents called them? No? Yeah. You probably did. You just don't remember. Um, mine was messy. We'll back up. So my brother destroyed everything from the age of two, like onward, he just destroyed everything. So they nicknamed him Destructo Baby. It's not very original, but it's descriptive. Uh, they nicknamed me Messy, which obviously referenced to the Messiah. All right, yeah, we've heard of him, right? Good. Um, <laughs> so I got married recently. Got married a couple weeks ago, about uh, the, almost a month ago now. Uh, thank you, that's heartwarming. Uh, and uh, I mean, I'm really, really stoked on it. Um, it's been a long time coming. I was with my girlfriend for about five years. We had a house together and everything before I left her and married the person that we're talking about right now. Uh, we've known each other for about seven months. I am impulsive. Uh, <laughs> it's working out pretty well so far. She's super, super fun for me, super great to me, takes really good care of me. She's a beautiful Colombian woman. She makes me... Um, have super high self-esteem, and it takes super high self-esteem to think she's not just in it for a green card. And seriously, she's so beautiful that every single time I walk out of a bathroom, there are old white guys showing her pictures of boats. It's like, this is a 40-foot schooner. I'm like, get out of my apartment. Um, let's see. Uh, I think that, you know, the honeymoon was uh, as best as we could have hoped for. We're huge stoners, so we uh, booked everything the day after we got married. We ended up going to a farm in Salinas. Just a farm in Salinas. But you know what? What I learned that night in that farm in Salinas is it doesn't really matter how much you plan or how much money you spend on your honeymoon. All that matters is whether or not you bring acid, you know? That's all that matters. Uh, I think the most married thing I've done since uh, getting married is buy a mattress. That's okay. You guys are fucking fancy. Let me explain. I went to a mattress store and I bought a fucking mattress, a non Craigslist mattress from a mattress salesman with a mat with a business card. And it was one of those uh, memory foam mattresses, the kind that the astronauts fuck on in space or something like that. I can't remember what he was saying exactly, but I did remember that you have to 
rotate, not flip. You have to rotate this mattress once every fiscal quarter. Rotate it once every fiscal quarter. I was like, what? My mattress follows the stock market? That is a smart mattress. Um, I've been trying to be more healthy since I got married. I, uh, cut I'm trying to cut cigarettes out. I hear that they increase your chance of getting lung cancer by like 20%, something like that. So I just tear mine in half. Cause, yeah, because I can live with those odds. Plus, I can save the other half for spliffs. That's just good economics. So, uh, I do smoke a lot of spliffs, though. Anybody here smoke weed? Yeah, me too. Me too. I say I would say that I smoke weed at a competitive level. You know, like if there was an Olympic category for weed smoking, I would definitely forget to qualify for that. And then my baby's like, baby, you're smoking too many spliffs. You're smoking too many spliffs. And it doesn't really bother me when she says that because I know what she really means when she says, you smoke too many spliffs is, baby, I don't know about the meth. And that's what's important to me in a relationship. So uh, has anybody, does anybody know any, does anybody have a girlfriend in here? I feel like I'm talking to a room full of people who have never had the concept. Sweet. Okay. You've heard of it one at least. This guy, I'm talking to this guy. So you ever talking to cramps now. So cramps. Yeah. I love it. So have you ever been in a relationship where you're always pulling the other person's hair off of you? Yes. Are you the person? Yeah, both. Yeah, so I'm, I'm in the bathroom in the morning. My girl has, like, huge, beautiful hair, the kind of hair that black women ask to touch. I'm serious. And she, like, so I'm in the bathroom in the morning just, like... It's intimacy, right? All right, you guys, you guys have been lovely. Give it up for Sergio. <laughs> Ta-ta. All right, Rachel, have fun on your date. When in doubt, spit it out. Yeah. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. And, do, and don't let them videotape you. <laughs> don't let them videotape you. Your girlfriend's, your wife is Colombian. Yeah, no, I was just confirming. Yeah, I went to Colombia, and they are some of the hottest women. Yeah, they're beautiful. When I went to Colombia, I was debating whether to try coffee or Coke. I went with coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker. Our next person coming up is Victor Trevino, right? I just want the microphone to pick this up. Yay! Yay! Uh, very my man. Yeah. <laughs> Those were 20s for everybody listening at home. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I feel like uh, Destiny's Child was the easiest game of fuck, marry, kill of all time. <laughs> like you clearly fuck Kelly, marry Beyonce, and kill the other one, yeah. right? <laughs> what's her name? Does anybody know the third one's name? Michelle. What's her What's her last name? Michelle Williams. God damn it! What fucking? There's always one. <laughs> usually, usually, usually one lady is like Michelle, and I'm like, what's her last name? And they're like. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought, but anyway. Um, <laughs> am I right, though? Can, yeah, like, it's the easiest game of Fuck, Mary Kill still, even if you know her name. Okay. Um, I'm really sad that they introduced the metric system to, to, uh, to weed. <laughs> like, uh, you remember when you used to buy weed and it was just however much the guy could stuff into a baggie? Like, <laughs> you could always, like, bully somebody into giving you more. Like, if he got into the car with all your friends, like, you'd, he'd be like, does that look good? You'd be like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> 
Everybody in the car thinks it doesn't look enough, Wes. Put more weed in that. <laughs> Did anybody have a drug dealer named Wes? I feel like that's like all the drug dealers I've ever had were named <laughs> Wes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm figuring out that I learn. I know a lot about the metric system when it comes to weight, but I don't know shit about distance. So <laughs> when people ask me, you know, like, um, it's like I wish they sold uh, cocaine in centimeters. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> um, so, like, uh, have you ever like convinced, told yourself a story of why you shouldn't donate to somebody that's homeless? Like, I see some people on the BART, and like, I feel like they look like well dressed and shit. Like, like that dude must make a killing. Like, give me a break. He has no fucking legs. Like, people donate to that guy. <laughs> like, he's got an electric scooter. It's got, the money's coming from somewhere, right? <laughs> like, I saw the balance on this dude's clipper card. It's good. <laughs> he's good to travel. <laughs> uh, I feel like it feels good when someone asks you for cash, like the homeless people ask you for cash, and you actually don't have some this time. Because, like, you don't have to lie to them. You can just be like, no cash. And I know you don't have a credit card thing <laughs> wait <laughs> yeah like a ipad with a stripe or whatever <laughs> i feel like uh mutiny radio needs a venmo i feel like i've met a homeless person with a venmo <laughs> like, this is like it's rare that i donate cash to we have a paypal okay what is it Wow. Mutiny Radio FM at gmail.com. Are you sure like you own it? Because I donated to it. I'm just I think I was the first person. <laughs> no, no, we get things that's what people PayPal us from. I don't have a smartphone, so I don't know how to Venmo. But you have a computer. But I don't know oh, how to Venmo. Venmo, Venmo. Okay. I don't know how to I'm old lady. Okay. <laughs> Give it up for Pam. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll help you set up a Venmo, and I'll make sure it goes to the account for mutiny or whatever, but yeah. Um, uh, I feel like it's really hard for me not to talk about, like if I have a conversation just after I had sex, it's hard for me not to bring up the fact that I just had sex. <laughs> like, uh, if I have a fucking job interview after I have sex, like I'm gonna be showing that dude my DMs. All right, see you guys. <laughs> uh, being like, Victor, are you a team player? I'm like, nope. But I did have sex, so check out. <laughs> I had that longer version of that bit, but they were walking away when I was telling it. <laughs> um, so like I recently bought Magnum condoms and Bank of America froze my bank account. <laughs> yeah, they said it was unusual purchase activity for me. <laughs> they sent me a text message about it. They're just like, take them back, dude. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I got the light already. Thanks a lot. I'm Victor Trevino. <laughs> da -da -da. Fuck, Mary kill. I would have. See, I said kill Beyonce. No. <laughs> I know. Don't tell people that. They'll come and hunt you down. Uh, our next comic is new to comedy, right? He's only done it a few times. Jose Ochoa. What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? 
<laughs> so uh, I used to work with kids. Kids are pretty interesting just because uh, they say the craziest fucking shit. Um, and the thing is, they'll say honest shit that kind of hurts, hurts you as a person, but they don't even know they're being fucked up. I had this kid once uh, and, uh, when I was working at an elementary school, and uh, he came up to me and he said, Mr. Jose, because I, he knew I wasn't a teacher, but I was still like an authority figure. He was, he was like, why do you have such dark, big uh, circles under your eyes? And off the record, I wanted just to tell him the truth. Like, listen, Billy, I fucking drank last night. I was up all night and now I'm babysitting your ass. And, uh, <laughs> but I guess that's not really shit you can uh, tell kids. So I just uh, said, well, you know, Billy's just genetics, maybe uh, dietary. And uh, then I started working at a middle school. That, that was uh, interesting because those kids are fucking savages. They, they're like sharks. They, they fucking smell blood and uh, they just go right at you. Um, I fucking, we went to a pool, uh, like a end of summer pool party one, uh, one day and uh, I saw a little brown fat kid and he reminded me of myself and uh he was uh he was there was a pool and everyone was swimming i could see he had his little feet his little fat feet in the <laughs> uh in the water but he wasn't really jumping in he had a shirt on and uh, i remember being that age and not wanting to take my shirt off so i decided to be like an adult and i took off my shirt and you know middle school kids they start clowning they they address me as my first name jose because they know uh i'm not a teacher and i have no credentials so they just say jose you don't work out you don't do anything and they're all clowning me and then all of a sudden i i see let's say his name is panchito the little the little uh brown kid and i see him slowly walking up to the group of kids and i hope i'm hoping he just says positive things right he goes up to me and he just starts pointing at my stretch marks and he starts saying look at his stretch marks <laughs> off the record i just want in my mind i was just thinking you little fat piece of shit i fucking took the <laughs> shit off for you what the fuck and uh <laughs> next thing you know uh he jumps in the in the pool i guess he got the confidence he kept the fucking shirt on I wanted to call him Biggie Smalls because of his little titties, but it's fine, it's fine. Uh, I don't work with kids anymore. I work at an office now. It's a very different energy. It's uh, way more depressing. It's kind of crazy going from crazy amounts of spastic energy to like deprived nine to five bullshit. But the thing I hit the most is probably the fucking, the public restrooms. I don't know if builders or construction companies have gone lazy, but, um, there's public restrooms now. So instead of having a bathroom in your office, you have a, uh, you have a public restroom for every, every office on that floor. And my floor has seven, seven companies and uh, only one bathroom or two toilets, two urinals for a whole fucking floor. And um, that's, those are bad numbers. I, I don't like that. And these aren't even adult fucking stalls. You can like, see people take a shit when you walk in that's not this ain't this ain't grown-up shit uh i think the nastiest thing i i see or i hate to be in is when i, I sit down to take a shit and the seat's warm 
it's fucking nasty. <laughs> you don't want to do that. I thought that was the nastiest thing, but then one day I uh, uh, I, I rush in the bathroom, I ready to take a shit, and I I'm about to put my ass on the floor. I knew someone was there already, but then because uh, someone was coming out the door, but then I I noticed there was a pube on there, one single pube, not even like multiple pubes, it's one single pube, and it was kind of by the ass crack area. It's not even by the pube area. So I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and uh, that was the nastiest thing I've ever seen. Uh, Again, my name is Jose. Thank you again. <laughs> All right. What did you say you did in school when you were working? I was like a, like a, a program coordinator. Oh. When you said uh, chubby brown person, I'm like, oh, that must be the janitor. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, wait, someone else. All right, our next coming up. Let's see, should we use his name or just go, my man, Aaron and Lewis Andrews? I forgot already. I'm terrible with names. Lewis, I was right the first time. All right, Aaron. My man. Thank you, Sergio. Um, I don't have too much money in my pocket, but all the money I got is going right in here. Fucking give it up for fucking Mutiny Radio. I love you all. I don't really know Pam, but she is fucking killing it. Fucking... I feel like she's just doing a service to all of us fucking lame-ass comedians. Uh, anyways, uh, I forgot my book today, so if I don't have any jokes, that's your fault. Uh, because you're not good-looking enough. But anyways, uh, I, was, I was like walking over here today, and I was looking at a woman, and I felt bad because she was very attractive, and I was like, I should not be looking at her. And then she just happened to be going my way. And I was like, I should not be looking at her. It's not good. Like, and then she walked into the strip club. And then, so I was like, oh, she works there. It's okay. Like, anyways, um, like I wanted to pay her money. Like, you know, it's like, sorry, I was looking out for your ass for like five minutes. Uh, my bad. I wasn't going to do anything to you, but I did enjoy staring at your ass for five minutes. Um, anyways. Uh, yeah, I forgot my book, so, um, like I said, thank you for coming out. They, we got a, some very dedicated people here. You could be actually supporting art. You could be watching Law & Order SVU, but you're not. You're watching me talking about fucking staring at another woman's ass. Um, yeah, Dick Wolf, Dick Wolf. As soon as you hear that dun-dun and dick wolf, you know you're getting fucked. Like, entertainment-wise, just, you know, like, you know it's going to be a good time. Like, um, fuck. Now I have to remember my jokes. That was just, like, shit I thought about today. Anyways, uh, I just, uh, I went to my grandma's funeral this weekend. Um, I didn't kill her with kindness. Just regular old rat poison did the trick. R.I.P. Grandma. Rest in rat poison, or I mean, I, I guess rest in poison. Uh, no. Uh, fuck. What do I have to talk about? I like to do drugs. Do you guys like doing drugs? Let's give a shout out to drugs. Yeah, my man. That's very my man. Uh. Like, what, what kind of drugs do you guys like to do? Anybody? Weed? That's not a drug. 
I mean, weed's cool. Don't get me wrong. I mean, weed. Okay, you're too much a raver guy, but like, again, uh, I don't know. My my nose is feeling pretty sore because I was fucking busting fat rails with my girlfriend and her best friend last night. I don't actually know if I have a joke about this, but like, um, actually, the joke is is like. It's like, how do I try to convince them that they both want to have sex with me right now? Um, I know, like, neither of them actually wants to, but also, let's try and make it happen. Let's be very my man. My man. Uh, I don't even know why I keep on saying my man. I think it's because I read Malcolm X's autobiography and then he always just says my man in it like and he just he also talks about like how when he was doing drugs and selling drugs his vocabulary just like slowly over time like just dissipated and then eventually it just all came to my man and that's what I'm talking about like it's like, whoa, dude, just keep on fucking, like, banging white bitches and fucking, like, doing coke, like, and just keep on saying my man, like, fucking organized religion is not what's up. Uh, anyways, uh, what am I going to say now? Uh, I got one more joke, and I know I got the light, but, uh, anyways, uh, have you ever heard a song before that told you to not do drugs? but it made you want to do drugs. Like, have you ever heard like white lines by grandmaster flash? Every time I hear that, like that song's against doing Coke, but every time I hear that song, I just want to bust a fat rail off a wet toilet seat. I don't know why. I, 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 I don't know why it has to be a, a wet toilet seat. Like, I don't know why I can't just do like a regular bump, like a regular person, but you know what? My dad didn't raise no bitch. Okay. My dad didn't raise me at all. I just turned out to be a bitch on my own, okay? Thank you. Sergio, Pam, you guys are both amazing. Again, thank you. So, what did you... I tried Coke for the first time, I don't know, a year ago? Yeah, no, I was a late bloomer to everything. No, 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 thank you. I'm pretty, very structured when I do my things. What did you call it? Uh, what do you call it? You, you referred to it, and I was like, I don't know that expression. Rail? Yeah. Oh, that's something new. I've never known that. Hmm. Uh, it's just a line. Okay. Yeah. No, I get it. I was like, oh, I've never heard that. Um, excellent. Well, my man. There you go. Very my man. Yeah, very much so. You'll be... You'll be my lady, and I'll be your man. <laughs> Our next comic is Toothbrush. All right. <laughs> All right, mister. Okay. Those are my ninja. Y'all good? Ginger? Ninjas. Gingers. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Well, you're not. You can't. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, keep it sticky with a my man. Shit. Um. Oh man, where do I go from here, man? Um. Shoot. Uh, I was born and raised in Japan. You know where the Hello Kitty is from? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a Hello Kitty wallet. That show me. It's pretty dirty, but it's. Full of, <laughs> full of 
Oh, I can't. I can't see it. Does like a re- fucking pink. We we both got the pink. And nothing's on it. It's old. It's yeah, I see. It. I see it. That motherfucking cat never die. <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't even know motherfucking cat pimping you out. Yeah, I don't think that motherfuckers are cute. I hate cats. I really do. Uh, yeah, I hate cats. Yeah, I'm that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, I take it. Well, take take a cat that stays our house. My wife is a cat person. I don't know how many cats we got. I hate the fucking cats. <laughs> Used to have six, seven cats and outside. I don't catch I, I don't catch up with it. I don't know. Tooth, toothbrush, toothbrush. I just have to let you know that we don't allow hate speech here at Muni Radio. Uh okay, so yeah. We won't but take I hate any cat. cat. <laughs> we really we really can't take any cat hate speech because we're serious well, about how, how, you know how about Mutiny this? Radio Mutiny Radio is not okay with hate speech. How about this? What about your cat cock blocking you? No, I like it. My cat got used to cock block, block me all the time, and I didn't. Hey, like, the one you know, cat cock blocks me all the time. I'm duck person. Cat. You can you can hate cats. You just can't want to kill them. You can wish them sadness in their life. You can wish them not as many fish. As they had dreamed. Well, yeah, if it's no thing. No harm to the cats. Okay, uh, I'll turn my mic off. No more God mic. God loves cats. Uh, they they just might, but I don't. <laughs> uh it's all good. Um, the cat. Where do I go from here? I can't believe you guys got the Hello Kitty wallet. You like Hello Kitty too? Pam really? Hello Kitty, fuck yeah! Man, you should go to Japan. There's a like a theme park out there. It's called Pure Orlando, San Rio. And all the Hello Kitties out there. It's like a Disneyland, but like Hello Kitty version of it. Yeah, with all the all the characters, the little penguin guy and I don't know, uh, Kiki Lala. Hello <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kitty, Kiki Lala. There are many of them. Kero, kero, keropi. Keropi, the frog. Keropi, the frogs. Uh, There are many of them. Huh? Badu. Badu, maybe. The uh, the The, black thing in. The black thing in, it's like a chick, like a chicken, or I don't know. It's like Goofy, you don't know what animal it is. Yeah, I don't know. It's the characters. Is it? Yeah. And then, like they have a like a train too. Train? Yeah, San, San Rio. It was great. There's a train characters that um, I think they're trying to get that like uh like a boys crowd too. They're trying to suck in the boys too. When they went blue, I was I think white and blue. They went from pink to blue. They're like yeah, boys that was like blue, blue too. Yeah, San Rio. Blue plastic. I mean, they're just fucking out of control. They got like gold necklace, <laughs> all kind of shit out there. It's crazy, but you know how old is that cat, man? Probably like fifty years old. <laughs> Fucking hello, kitty is like fifty years old. Bitch, you never die. Crazy. I got the light, man. I got to go. Thank you.
Didn't you give me a light? Uh, yeah, you have a minute though. So you have time. Oh shit, I got time. Well, maybe less now, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Keep counting. Um, yeah, that old kitty. Um, that's something there. Shit. Mm, don't be not too sure what the ma- what I'm about to say. Because I wasn't planning to do on this. Totally some real, some real shit. Now it's over here. I mean, it used to be in Japan, like a big in Asia. After that, now it reached the U.S. How long do you have that wallet? 15 years now. Really? Pretty clean. Yeah, yeah. I had one for like a year. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like you, you like Asian girls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. My Asian girls love Hello Kitties. I went to the Asian store. They got like a Hello Kitty soy sauce bottle. It trips me. It really trips me out. But anyway, I got to go. Thank you. By the smell of this microphone, I don't think you have a toothbrush. <laughs> don't you just love? <laughs> This, it's not that he doesn't like cats. He doesn't like pussy. That's what it is. Cats are no problem. I love that. The best joke he had is his wife. I'm like, wait, he has a wife? That's bullshit. No one believes that, really. Um, I love comics who come up and they're like, he said my wife. I'm like, really? You expect us to believe a woman agreed to this? I love a comic who comes up and he's like, I wasn't ready to do this. I'm like, really? You signed up and you were not ready to do this. Hmm, love it. Oh, well, and I'm staring right at you, so you should be. <laughs> you should feel very attacked. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we, you cannot call my apartment your home. Okay, sorry. I told you, you only get one drawer, and you're already overextending your visit. <laughs> uh, we have a little bit more time left, so we can try a bunch of different things. Let's see. Um, let me see. What am I doing? Uh, tomorrow, I am performing at this place called Comedy Machine. Uh, Am I ready for it? No. Oh my God. But I it will is, be ready by tonight. It is so scary. Uh, I love scary. And it's so funny because Ira Summer's actually on the next show and it's Comedy Machine. And so it's eight comics and they're in two rounds and they go up four by four. And I was there like two weeks ago and I cried after I had like a fucking nervous breakdown. Oh really? It is so hard because you do your comedy and you try so hard and you want them to like you and they either like you or they don't. There's always an audience and you stand in front of them at the end and then they clap for the ones they like and you're up there with four people and they're clapping and you hear the amount of clapter. And uh, in the semifinals, I was obviously the fourth person out and when they got to my name and the clapter was so light it was so sad like I almost cried I felt like the witch with the melting shoes and the ah, they didn't like me what's it the abortion jokes it was, it was it was the abortion <laughs> jokes did that do the men I was I was too heavy uh, I have an abortion joke and you'll like it I was too <laughs> 
don't of course be, you do. <laughs> don't be heavy handed on the feminism is what I'm saying. Anyways, it was so hard for me and I, I, I had like a nervous breakdown for like 24 hours after. So oh. prepare yourself ahead of time. They're going yeah. to judge you. I bet you'll do awesome. I bet you'll fucking win I've because you have so much What's confidence. Point? <laughs> no, but like. I honestly, I mean, hey, hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to talk about it next time. I mean, honestly, win or lose, it doesn't matter. I have an idea of what I want to do and my goal is just to get that out. Four minutes, four minutes, four, four minutes. Four minutes, that's, yeah, that's. Thinking three, four minute three groups. Three minutes. I hope you make it to the third 58 group. seconds longer than the last time I had sex. So, oh, hey, let's hell. see if I can last. But you got to like fuck 80 people at once. You have to make 80 people love you at once. It's hard. Yeah. I found out how unlikable I truly am. I'm like, oh. Oh, no, don't. Do you, you read too much into it. Are you kidding? These well, comedy is so subjective. It's like, really? But when it's a competition and you tell the audience to clap and they don't clap for you, oh, oh my God, failure is really hard for me to deal with. You know what I'll so do? So every time I do Oakland comedy, I have to deal with failure. And oh. it's just so heartbreaking. Oh, don't. Yeah, don't. Just, <laughs> I'm going to wear tight just, pants and give them a little layout. They'll be distracted. Just, <laughs> don't focus on the little part, part. Just focus on the layout. So yes, um, I'm hosting my se- I'm not hosting. I'm producing my second comedy show, November 9th in North, uh, what is that? Um, Portrayal Hill. It's called the Portrayal Hill Comedy Showcase. So uh, I will open it up to comics. Uh, you guys can come in, put your name in the bucket. If your name gets called, you get full five minutes. Um, we did it yesterday. I had my first showcase at Trip of Voodoo, and Kip Fuller was called, and he did a great five minutes. I was really happy. I was like, you never know. Um, so that's happening. November 14th, I'm doing a show with drag queens, improv, and comedy at Oasis in Soma. I'm really excited. It's going to be like a comedy show slash variety. There are going to be games, participation, drag queens are going to perform. We're going to do all sorts of stuff. So it's all in my head. Let's see if I can execute it. And then I'll be back at Triple Voodoo November 15th for the Dog Patch Comedy Showcase. So hopefully you guys can catch any of those. Uh, so what would you guys like to play? Uh, do you want to do a minute? Do you want to do a topic? Do you want to do heck? Like, what do you guys want to do? We have a well, little bit of time. But does anybody else want to come up and do tell any what shows? shows Anything you're they performing? Have, they want to promote. Anything you want to talk about? Toothbrush. Any, anybody have any upcoming shows anywhere? Other than the private show you're doing no, in my apartment. None. Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sad because literally I've never done like a showcase before. But then this Saturday, somebody texted me about it, a showcase, and they were like oh so can you show up tonight like do you want to do this and i was like absolutely but i oh not it was last saturday but then uh and i was like but i have to go to my grandma's funeral and like sorry and that was it but like and like i was like i'm totally down in the future like if uh like if you or you ever want somebody to fucking make a fool of themselves? I'm totally down. Like I feel like I can handle myself for five minutes or ten minutes, even. Like I, I mean, I've written enough shitty material to uh, float the boat, so to speak. Uh, how many shitty sayings can I put in one sentence? Like twenties, plenty. <laughs> 50s nifty okay all right let's like fucking let's roll these kids over let's just fucking plow them through anyways oh sorry uh r.i.p grandma uh i don't know what, what, what are we doing here what are we doing i don't know when you said let's roll these kids over you took me back to my childhood <laughs> not a good place toothbrush anything to say Bye. He said bye. Oh i understood i, mean, I understand i feel like we should ask toothbrush at some point like 
what's your end game, bro? Like, you just like to come here and tell jokes. Are there other places you tell jokes? Are, are you like, what's your... Are what's your goal in comedy? What's your goal? Do you have a goal in comedy or are you just like, I like microphones and sometimes I stand up and talk to them. <laughs> here, like, speaking of microphones. Do you have... Do you... I go places. Okay. Yeah, it's not only here. I mean, maybe I just don't see you around. I don't know. All right. Yeah. But what, what, where, where do you see yourself in five years? Five years, I sh- hopefully I'm on the road. and I mean, I'm on the road, but like more frequently, you know. Hope I don't have to do anything else. I just do comedy, you know. Get a show, maybe like HBO, maybe, I don't know. Oh, boy. Yeah. Five long, years, that's a hefty shot. plan. Act nice. Long shot. It's all grind. Probably uh, you, HBO After Dark. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, I like what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, cool. All right, I, I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll soft believe in your plan. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know what that means. You didn't take Viagra gotta, this morning. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a. If I was going to a store, I would buy a half chub so that when I was at the meeting, I could feel like a dude. Now, what's your goal? This is it, baby. Let this, oh, this place stand. Okay. Living a goal. Yeah. I hope in five years this place still exists. Nice. And it That's does cool. when you guys give your two dollars. Oh, I a told difference. them to donate oh, every time. I, if not, so they had good. to give me a hand job. Oh God, got a lot I've got to cost today. way. But that's worth way more than two dollars. Why I, would you? I give know. I gave them a bargain. Like Christ. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. I mean, really. Yeah, it's just it's the same thing. It's like you just you just give it away. I know it's like being. If <laughs> like I buy the cow, when you can comedy. milk the kill him, why we you can get the milk for free? I forget. Yeah, no, you just have to I go to Starbucks and bring a, a bigger cup to the half and half jar. You can get the milk for free. They always say half, but then they want the whole thing, right, Aaron? <laughs> my man. My man. Very my man. Very my man. Oh, sure. Wow. Sure. The microphone oh, is so shit. warm. You have very warm hands, toothbrush. Uh, have a good one. Oh, you too. Thank you. Anyone else? Jose? Very my Jose? man. Very is, my man. It's a good that's a that's a good got... name for a podcast actually. Yeah, it's um, very specific. So I, I wanted to ask you, Pam, I guess now that I have a microphone, like if 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 you have like a open spot. We have lots next... of open spots. He wants, uh, oh, he wants to have a showcase. We have Saturday 2 to 4 open, which is a crazy open spot. That's what he We have church. Sunday, I know, Saturday 2 to 4. I can't do four. it tomorrow, but like in the next no, 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 like two no, weeks. No, 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 but like, I mean, well, that would be different, but like we're looking for people that, there's a totally vacated <laughs> spot on Saturdays from 2 to 4, and I think it's insane that that spot is open. There's also one on Sundays from 4 to 6 that's open, and I'm like, oh. Sundays 4 to 6, that's just open. That's crazy, mm. dog. But no, those both those spaces are open, and we just gained six new shows, but no. None of them chose the weekend spots. I'm like, oh, you want Monday from 10 to noon? All right. That's great. Um, Sergio actually has a show of his own. I have a new new podcast. He has a new podcast. My my Limited View. Uh, My Limited View. If you go to the Mutiny Radio, you'll see it. Um, The one starts, uh, the the first one that's up started at 325. The first 325, it's just music. I will talk about dick jokes, ass jokes, and then some real stuff. There Very was real man. stuff on there. There There's was real stuff on there. There's some real stuff in there as well. There I want to make you laugh. stuff on there. Can you turn this one on, Pam? Oh, yeah, they're all on. Oh, this one is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jose. that one's going. Yeah. Jose's a new comic. What's yeah, your goal, Jose? Yeah, What's your Jose, plan for the next give five it up years? For Jose, yeah. Uh, in five years? Nah, what? I just, I'm just trying. 
come up, do my jokes, get good. I, I, I just, I watch comedy, I enjoy it. I just want to get good at it. Any other things you watch, you think you might be good at it? Like porn, you watch porn, you think, oh, I might be good at it. Shit, no, <laughs> I, I, I'm, in the, I'm in the five, two minute category. So. Oh, snap. That's a minute and 30 seconds longer than Aaron, but we're not going to judge. My yeah, man. Very yeah. my man. My man. You know, what, you know, I've been watching porn lately and I'm like, I want to be good as these guys. Oh. So like, yeah, but you're watching I'm gay porn. You're watching gay naked, porn. And then I'll put my sneakers back on. You can't watch I, gay porn. That's too high to you're never gonna reach that. It's difficult. It's it's I also not do real. like you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely You know how I love like, like you show a straight man gay porn and they're like, Oh, I don't wanna see that, I don't wanna see that. And I feel like, what are you afraid of? Like you're gonna see gay porn and you're gonna like start sucking dick. You know how much straight no. porn I've seen? And I'm like, I don't have a desire to eat pussy once I see straight porn. I feel the same way about eating pussy. Like in The Simpsons <laughs> when John that? Waters is on, Homer said, you were hanging in with John Waters. Did he give you gay? <laughs> <laughs> they give it to you as a parting gift when you leave Safeway. They're afraid of getting a boner. That's really That's what it is. is. That is exactly <laughs> it. This is why most men in straight porn are unattractive because the straight men who watch it, they're afraid they're going to get a hard on by the guy. <laughs> Wait, you don't get hard from Ron Jeremy? Like, uh, again. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting hard right now. Stop looking at my crotch, Aaron. Well, I, I mean, I told it's, you. it's hard. It's difficult. It's, it's difficult. Di- I mean, <laughs> I told you it only hurts the first time. I'll you by my finger so i used to be in a rap group <laughs> oh called never limp pimps you were like, in a rap group never, yeah. limp, never limp pimps never <laughs> never limp pimps. pimps i mean say right. that five times fast and never, put it on never a limp pimps. so never okay limp not pimps. only is that a hard thing to say no which, pun intended no no <laughs> pun intended but i worked with somebody that i told them that and they thought for like five months that it was never land pimps and i was oh, like snap and Never I was like, damn, did you, did you think I was a rate? Like, a, like, did you think I was like some like superstar that was like into like little kids? Like, yes, I mean, that's what I thought when I saw you. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Are you guys uh, conscious hip hop or uh, <laughs> does he look uh, conscious to you? <laughs> socially conscious hip hop. Uh, uh, no, we're always, or we're always about feminist, feminist hip hop, feminist hip hop. No, oh uh, I don't know if I'm hogging this microphone too much, but we did an open mic one Just time. Don't use your teeth. <laughs> oh. My man. <laughs> Uh, we, we did an open mic one time and uh, the guy that went on before us he uh, like it was a mixed mic um, like definitely not comedy for the most part but the guy before us he was a rapper and he just said all my rapping is about positivity I don't cuss I don't do I don't use like n- nothing's bad in it and then we went on and we said the exact same thing he did right afterwards even the, and then I just talked about like pregnant women menstruating and like fucking like I just like I mean if we want to go through my lyrics they're all terrible I like um, <laughs> terrible they're, they're in the sense like, that they're bad or terrible in the sense that they are they're racy. morally terrible like and also they're bad like <laughs> like they're terrible like uh, but like we just like we we totally like just we're talking shit on this dude before but like not that i mean i am proud of it because we won like people were there voting, you go and like we won that microphone but like now you sound like trump hey we won <laughs> you have you're right you guys you have six minutes left how do you want to six minutes it? what else do you want to do jose what got you into comedy again i like comedy uh, i felt like i've always tried to t- say funny shit in class i always get in trouble 
How's so, that working yeah. out? For, how did that work out for you? <laughs> uh, not good. My teachers did not like me. <laughs> All right, give us a joke. Let's see. Say something funny right now. No pressure. No pressure. Ah, too much pressure. Fuck. <laughs> um. Your mom. Yeah. <laughs> my, is gorgeous. Okay. There you uh, go. Hey, that's not a joke, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> for the record, she um he's adopted, so. <laughs> uh, I understand. Aaron, yeah. what do you've got for us? We got to get you on a showcase. What, what's that about yeah. a showcase? I said we have to get you on a showcase now. That you say you have not done one. I would love to be on a showcase. I am always down to be on a showcase. Um, Wait, you say you're always going down? What? Uh, Selective hearing. (laughs) So here's one of my terrible jokes. Uh Uh-oh, I like terrible jokes. Yeah, you've played. Um, So I'm getting over a cold. Everybody said to drink tea with lemon and honey. Yes. And I understand. Sounds like a tasty drink. But personally, I like eating pussy. (laughs) I really like that probiotic stuff. Get all that bacteria on there. That healthy bacteria. Yeah, healthy but bacteria. you know what? If you're sick and you're eating pussy, can't you get her sick from giving your mouth germs to her I pussy? don't actually oh, know. No. Don't but you like, think that that's like selfish? actually... isn't? Yes, absolutely. This is why I don't eat pussy, by the way. I mean, you, couldn't you... Could you? If you were... I mean, if you sneezed on a pussy, do you get the girl sick? What if I gave her immunity because... I was sick and I was eating her pussy and it just like it it just introduced absorbed her. sort of like a well yeah, but it's like, all mucous membranes your mouth is a mucous membrane exactly. your nose is a mucous membrane all that stuff down there so like if you sneeze anywhere and then the things go so no it's same thing it's just like sneezing on the bus and not covering your face or I'm like teaching sure. children not to cough in their arm you just get all that goo in your yeah, mucous Aaron. membranes and you get sick terrible yo. person so am I a bad no more eating am pussy for Aaron person? ever well I mean if you're gonna behave fucking something one, I guess it's fine. But <laughs> I know, hate I unless you want to be physically capable of hate uh, fucking somebody, but well, that would require for someone a to fuck cold him. and you hate fuck somebody by giving him oral, like I've you make them happy. With, Actually, giving sorry. them oral is the hate fuck. <laughs> I hear you're pretty bad but at it. But if they are coming, <laughs> I mean, you can make someone come, and then you can also get them sick. And so, mm. are you good or are you bad? Like, what is your moral responsibility? Do you say I've got the sniffles? I can't go down on you tonight do you think she'll take that do you think she'll accept that answer (laughs) she's like my pussy is ready you need to eat it it's like a buffet and then you say I got it I got a little sniffle I think I don't want to give you I don't want to give you a pussy disease from my nose you can finger blast her oh if you trim your nails I'm my man. Sure, if eating her out is on the my table, she'll man. take it, right? And no. You know what? My when you man. when you have the sniffles and you cannot eat her pussy, eat her ass. Like I don't. It's like, still a mucus membrane. No, but it's no, I, I but the pussy's different. Like, the pussy's different. No, you know, it's and this a is this it's is the but, same thing with your mouth and your but nose. This is, this is why. Then I don't, you're completely missing the point. Yeah. Like any of it. <laughs> Here's a solution to this problem: don't eat pussy. <laughs> That's problem terrible, solved. Sergio. <laughs> Uh, like, Pam, I don't, like I don't like uh, like I hope I'm not like uh, talking over you. No, we're having fun on a uh, podcast because I realize that's like a very big problem as far as like white men. Exactly, white <laughs> man, exactly white man, and I'm a white dude. You're white. Uh, 
No, you're a ginger. You have your own oh, class. Snap. He There's took offense earlier. Left. He took offense. There's two minutes um, left. But like, do the carpet like, master drapes? Like, like, when I'm sick, do the carpet master drapes? Honestly, what drapes? I enjoy is like having an orgasm, and like when my girlfriend is like hungover or like has the flu, I'm like, look, I, like not that I'm trying to be like, oh, I'm not trying to get you in the mood, but like just like if like if you come, like I guarantee you're gonna feel like a little bit better than you do right now. <laughs> You'll pass out right after. It's Here's a solution to like, it. I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm like the like the sex guy. Like I'm, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm well, like we, a we sex didn't god. I'm just we, trying to we, say. We did like, not think that. <laughs> we didn't think that, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Here's a solution. Research says that gay sex is better than straight sex. I don't My know. Man. I don't know from personal experience because I'm a virgin. Yes, Aaron. I know you're shocked, huh? I am. For one, relatives don't count. <laughs> <laughs> What else? God, we have a minute left. We have, I thought I had dark humor. Uh, well, I, again, you haven't met my uncle. He's hot. Um, ah. <laughs> anything else we have to say? We have a minute? No, less than that now. All Wrap right, you guys. Thank you so much for coming to the thank open mic. Yay. It was fun. Yay. Check out my podcast, My Limited View, Tuesdays from 12 to 2. And I hope to see you guys on a stage soon. Yay. Yay. Thank you, Sergio. Thank you, Pam. Home of the infamous Two Short Sound. So keep your jealous ass thoughts in your diary And if you're looking for a leader, you can hire me And if your so-called boss don't pay The only thing you need to say is I quit Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Hey, Mutineer Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz latin gospel hip-hop and traditional folk ballads great stuff check it out labor and love is every saturday 10 a.m to 12 p.m serve somebody
Sports Magazine for free on iTunes. Unfortunately, the only weird part is because there's so many comedy shows at this station, we're actually under the free comedy section. My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) What could it be? It's exactly what you think it is. Flat. Black. Plastic. Vinyl, records, round, played, mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And... Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor.
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Hey, comedy fans, don't miss Comedy Day Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams Meadow in Golden Gate Park, noon till 5. It's free! You'll see 44 or more comedians. 44 comedians, 5 hours. That's over 8.5 comedians an hour. That's silly. Ever see a half a comedian? Yes, a half-wit. Not funny, but Comedy Day will be a guaranteed laugh a minute. Let's see, a laugh a minute times 5 hours. That's 300 jokes. That's a lot of jokes, folks. <laughs> So why are these people laughing? I don't know. Maybe because they know Comedy Day will be better than the shoelaces of Madagascar exhibit. Better than the paperweight wearers of the world convention. Better even than the alien sheep herding contest. And speaking of herding, heard any good ones lately? Okay, not funny again, but Comedy Day will be. Don't miss punchlines like these. A frog in a blender. In your hat. To keep his pants up. Comedy Day is worth the price of a mission because it's free. Nothing to buy. No operators waiting for your call. Void. We're prohibited by law. Comedy Day. Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams. Williams Meadow in Golden Gate Park. It's free. Visit comedyday.org for complete details. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you Uh, usually I'd like uh, ah DK boy ah, what? Usually I would like say hey the, we're waiting for the throngs of people to come in so we'll just play the music but I mean I might as well talk about whatever why let it be well I let it be floating goat again I mean I do love the band and they are playing soon actually War Bison on the twenty seventh at Benders hey it's gonna be a great show I really love War Bison they're my second favorite band in San Francisco second to floating coat <laughs> so yeah like metal today I am dressed as a uh, preschool teacher from 1998 that is what I'm going for I know it's very reminiscent it's like it's like it's like Willow grew up 
or swallow blossom who's blossom's friend the weird friend 